This is a Soulfire production. You guys, I feel like this is such a treat. Like I, this is like a full circle moment. I moved to Chicago four and a half years ago and I felt so lost upside down. Where are my people? Is there something wrong with me? I've been in LA for 10 years and I felt like I was spinning. And the moment I met Jessica, I was like, oh my God, it was like an entryway to like, I'm not alone. Like, oh my gosh. And not only was it like her, but it was who she was and who she had access to. Like Jessica is one of the most incredible bridges and connectors I've ever met in my whole life. I'm talking, she brings people together that are meant to be together for the highest good. Truly. Like when she says she's a women's empower advocate, like that is not some like Instagram handle. That is like, <laughs> that is like throwing events, showing up for people, promoting people's brands, bringing people into her home, like loving on them. And I had never felt so seen, loved, accepted. And it just made me feel okay. When I met you, like you, you welcomed me to Chicago. Oh my gosh. You're making me cry. <laughs> so it, what you do is so beyond business. Um, you're a true connector and you're a true advocate and you just so happen to be an excellent businesswoman and an amazing wife and an amazing friend and somebody who shows up hard for people. So I just really want to acknowledge you for like, I don't want to say like saving my life, but definitely welcoming me home to who I became when I, when I got to Chicago. I, I so receive that, Laura. I fully do. And I appreciate that so much because I think that's the essence of women empowerment. We don't do it because it gives us a good look or a gold <laughs> star, but because we really genuinely want other people to win. It has, it's the less it has to do with me and the more it is about you and your success and your joy, the better it is for me. And to see you blossom and to find your community and to really become a voice and a leader here in Chicago as well has been so beautiful to watch. And your community and your tribe is so high vibe. And the fact that we are a part of that same vibration is, I think, a reflection of, of me and your support and empowerment in me right back. Thank you. And I feel like so much of your brand, it's her message, her brand, her book, we're going to talk all about it, is simply be. And I think the reason why we could meet is because you were simply being and I was simply being. And yeah. when you do that, you can meet your people, 100%. you can find your people. And when you don't, you just, you, you miss each other. You yeah. don't align. Right. So people are meeting you for the first time. Some of my audience knows you, some of my friends know you, but um, I think this is a really important episode because so many people on this on this line are entrepreneurs, they're thought leaders, they are um, business leaders, and Jessica helps business leaders and entrepreneurs become thought leaders. You and you've evolved to this. So I would love if you could share a little bit about your path to creating Simply Be. Sure. So I have been an entrepreneur for a long time. I, I like to say that I'm older than I look. Um, or yeah. And I, I've just been around the block a while and I guess I could, you could call me a serial entrepreneur. Cause this is the second company I've founded. The first company I founded was in 2008. It was a magazine, a digital online magazine for women. It was called cheeky Chicago. 
And we were the thing for like seven years. Everyone knew Cheeky. At least it felt like that. If you were a millennial woman living in Chicago from 2008 through 2014, you knew who we were. We reached over 100,000 local readers wow. and we did it all organically. And we covered the city through the, uh, the eyes of a, a woman. We covered fashion and fitness and restaurants and nightlife and arts and culture. And I was green as grass when I started that company. Like I went to school for theater. I was an actress before that. I was a waitress. I nannied. I had temp jobs. I was definitely not a businesswoman. And then I had the spark of divine inspiration. It literally was one of those key moments in my life where I literally felt a light bulb go off in, in my soul. And I, I just got chills. And I, I knew that I was going to ditch acting and never look back and, and start this business. Mm. And I didn't even really know what starting a business meant. And so I ran Cheeky for seven years and I made all my mistakes and I, I learned all of the, the, the hard lessons and I, I, I fucked up so much. <laughs> and at the same token, I really did cut my teeth and really did learn digital. I mean, this was back in the at the dawn of social. This mm -hmm. was 2008. This was before Instagram. This was the dawn of Facebook going out of universities and anyone could use it. Twitter was everything. LinkedIn was desolate. No one, Pinterest didn't exist. Like I was learning how to navigate being an entrepreneur, the wild, wild west of social media. And, and I just think I had an innate gift for it. Like mm -hmm. I never really attempted to be an expert at social media. I just understood that it was in its own form art. Mm. It was a form of communication. And I was an actor and I was, you know, educated in communication. And this was just a new way for me to share my, my passion. And it really took off that, that whole chapter of my life, like I said, and there was a good seven year run where I was working with, you know, major brands, like our clients were the biggest brands, fortune 500 lifestyle brands. So I really learned from them at the same time, like in real time, how to navigate social media. Like I was partnering with Nike and Miller Coors and Skinny Girl Cocktails mm. and Lululemon when they were at the dawn of social too. Wow. So it was like literally my real life MBA. Wow. And so I left Cheeky. I'm making Cheeky long story short, a long story long, but it really did give me so much hard lessons, hard knocks lessons. It really taught me my craft in a major way. But what it what it also did during that time was it established my own personal brand as face of that magazine. I didn't even realize that I had a personal brand until I left Cheeky. And that was a very dark night of the soul decision. You know, if you're listening and you're an entrepreneur, you know that your business is you. It's not a separate from you. Absolutely. So saying I'm not going to do this anymore is literally like cutting off your own hand. Like it's it's unfathomable for totally. most people. And that's where I was. And it took me about a year to make the leap. And I was going through a lot of anxiety and depression and panic attacks. And I was getting really, really sick. And I was just super out of alignment. I was super, super out of alignment with my purpose and with my truth. By the end of that chapter, it had turned really toxic. Like I said, I made a ton of mistakes. We didn't really have any money. Everyone thought we were super successful on the outside. We were really struggling internally. And I had a, f a fucking meltdown one day. Mm. And a, literally an emotional breakdown. And I have this tattoo of Simply Be on my wrist. And I uh, looked down at it in the middle of my breakdown and I heard a higher voice, literally my highest self talked to me, ver spoke words through my crown chakra and into my heart. And it told me to leave cheeky and it told me I needed to go off and do something else. It told me I would always be an entrepreneur, mm. that I was never going to go work for someone else. But I needed to leave this to start something new and I needed to call it simply be. 
as a reminder to always be in my truth because I wasn't. Mm. And I didn't know what my business was going to be or do. And so a year later, I, I left Cheeky and I launched Simply Be Agency. And it was a one woman consultancy. I'm like, I know wow. some shit now. I'm going to create a little one woman marketing company and help people. And overnight, Laura, I got clients. Mm -hmm. Like I got my, my client book was like $25,000 in revenue within a week. Wow. Literally. And I don't share that number to brag as more of a point to say, that's the power of a personal brand. No one knew what I did. Everyone knew the story of what I did. Mm. The story that I had subconsciously told about myself for the last seven years. And I thought to myself, well, fuck, if I did this on an accident, what would it look like if I got really intentional? And that was the dawn of Simply Be and really turning it into a personal branding company informed by the digital marketing ex experience and expertise that I had gained working with such brands. But my passion for authenticity, because my life shifted when I clicked up and out of the drama and the ego and the need to be seen and really just stepped into service. It was also the, really the dawn of my spiritual awakening, which was like 2012, so eight years ago. And my business helps people simply be who they were born to be. And we give them the platform to do it. And I believe that when you do that, you give other people the permission to do the same. And therefore, we create a domino effect of awakening, of showing people what it's like to live in their truth. Absolutely. Because we're so most people are so afraid. And you do that. You absolutely are an example of that. And I can speak from being one of your clients. I remember like having this moment where remember when I did my leg kick, yes. like I, I cried and did a leg kick in your office because what they do is they, and we can talk about it later in the episode, but they do your digital blueprint, but it's more like your soul's DNA. Like who are you behind the curtain? Like who are you really? What are the parts of you that matter? What are the parts of you that make you cry, make you emotional, move your spirit. And then let's build a, a brand. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's share your life in a way that's, um, digestible to the world. So we'll talk about that in a second, but what I'm really interested about is you, your spiritual journey. You said, um, that that started in 2008, 2012. Oh, 2012. I mean, I've so, always been, I've like yeah. talked to angels and goddesses <laughs> when I was like six. So <laughs> So what sent you on this path and what do you feel like the top three things that you've learned about yourself on this path have been? So I, I feel like I, I genuinely, I mean, I said 2012 cause that was really my breakdown and the from, uh -huh, cheeky. from cheeky, but yeah. I have been always a, an intuitive and empathic, sensitive little soul. And since I was little, I mean, I used to write poetry and I read my, I still have those books from when I was little and I'm like, you were so fucking channeling and you were so connected to another world, you know, and I could feel it and I could see it. And as I've, as I've gotten older, I think my spiritual journey, I mean, the truth is Judith Wright, one of my clients, mm -hmm. she just said something to me in, in a session. She said, um, joy and peace is the legacy of pain. Mm. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Yeah. So to answer your question, Laura, my spiritual journey has been broken open and gone deeper and deeper the more that I've been broken open. Good. And I think the top three things that I have learned in my spiritual journey are I, I am a part of the infinite. Mm. That there is actually an ever expansive universe and the earth is one tiny little speck of sand across 
this infinite space, and that the truth of the universe is love. Love is the answer. Meet, meet any situation, any grievance, any resentment, any person with love, and it, it is the medicine. I've learned that I am, and, and to that end, I've learned that I'm a soul that has been through many, 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 many lifetimes. And then I am passing through in a microcosm of time in a vessel called Jessica. And then I have a very short amount of time to make a difference and so to go full, full for it. And I think that I've learned one of the most profound pieces of that uh, evolution has been it's really hard in the moment, but sometimes it takes a minute. But that forgiveness mm. is actually an obsolete word that if you look at the people who have hurt you the most, they are the ones that have evolved you into who you are. So you don't need to forgive them. You actually just need to say thank you. <sighs> so good. So those are the t- some of the top things that I've learned. So good. And those obviously came from huge pains. And I've, you know... One thing I appreciate about you is how vulnerable you are. And through listening to your podcast and getting to know you, you've shared a lot of the ups and downs in business. So a lot of people listening are either, you know, really pushing, like they're in the grind, they're they're pushing towards their goal, like of creating their company, which where you are now, you know? So four years ago, you weren't where you are now. Nope. This has been a four-year run and I've been able to witness this new run. So you've had multiple runs. Can you talk about the challenges along the way, like the low points and where you made those switch points breakthrough moments, like from a business perspective and and how they've aligned with your spiritual journey. Absolutely. I think they're one in the same. Right. I think that, so I've reached burnout a couple times in the last four years. Mm -hmm. I've, I've gone through serious illness, crippling anxiety, mild depression. I've been severely depressed in the past. So never at that true level, but it was more of the, this physical sickness and the anxiety that just comes from exhaustion. And when we are building a business and we're growing and we're, we have to hustle and there's this kind of this energy, this masculine energy, in fact, that is required of us because in the masculine, it is about action and it is about creation and actual manifestation in, in its own right. But what I've learned as part of my spiritual journey, which has informed how I, I'm showing up lately as a leader <laughs> and as a female entrepreneur, is that my gifts are actually in the feminine and that when I, I, I'm actually working with the archetype of the priestess, We've talked about this. So the priestess is uh, a little different than the goddess. She's, and I think if you're a woman leader, this hopefully will be helpful for you just as a visualization. But instead of, um, the goddess is all different forms and I, I consider her to be a little bit more externalized. You know, she's using her energy in very focused ways, right? right? But it's externalized. She's, you know, shooting it and sharing it in certain ways. Whereas the priestess is all internalized. Mm. I picture her sitting in a castle. It's more of like a temple, I should say, that's silent. And she's the only one in it. And she's got a moat of still water surrounding the temple. And she has drawbridges that she very, very selectively will let down to let people enter her temple. And I think and her theme is discernment. And I think that as I've grown as a woman and a leader and an entrepreneur in my business, I've learned that I have to be in that energy in order to succeed. Mm. It's the opposite of hustle. It's the opposite of letting anyone and everyone in and for the sake of opportunity and growth and revenue and you know being out there. No, 
in order for me to truly serve and be the best that I can be and share my gifts, the biggest gift I can give to my community and my, my audience and the world at large is to give myself the gift of boundaries and space and stillness and time. And that has been really fucking hard for me, but I'm practicing it. And I've had a really big shift in just the last few months around it. And I think it's really, really hard to do because we get caught up with the momentum and the opportunity. I'm about to launch a book, girl. So talk to me in six months if I'm still sitting in my temple with right. my moat. Right. I'm going to you know, be your accountability partner. Please do. Please. <laughs> I need I need one. But that to me is the 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 essence, I believe, of really stepping into your full power as an entrepreneur is the the journey is within. It's not without. It's not outward. It's within. And the more space and headspace and physical space and literal space that you can take to to be with yourself, to fill your own cup, that I believe is being the best leader of whatever world you're leading that you can be. And that has been a huge shift for me. And it's been totally tied to my spiritual journey. I mean, that's when you're giving people you, because otherwise you're not giving people no. you at all. You're giving them 50% of you, 30% of you. You're giving them a directional version of you yep. and, and it, a resenting, it, a res, yeah. yeah, all of it. And I love it. I call it, um, a leaned back posture because from that position, so much can come to you. It, you don't need anything yeah. when you have options for everything. Yes. Yes. And it's a true queen, right? She's it, leaned totally. back. Well, I like what you're, what you're the archetype that you're working with, but, um, that's such a beautiful visual, the moat, and it is true attraction, which you do teach attraction marketing. Absolutely do. Um, I love that. And, and how do you, there's so many women on the line that I know can relate to this. Like, yep. what are your practices? Cause I know you do a lot of stuff. I know you take mm-hmm. time away. You book houses mm-hmm. by yourself, even though mm-hmm. you're married. Mm-hmm. I know you are super on your health. I know you have your altar. Like what do you do yeah. to, to be well? Yeah. Beautiful question. So I travel alone any chance I can. I, I love to travel with my girlfriends, my mm-hmm. husband, my family. Um, I, I don't not love to do that, but I just love my alone time too. And I find that distance and physical space and getting out of my environment and being with myself. I just took a week-long trip to Santa Fe and I had women DM me saying like, maybe one day I'll get up the courage to do that. And in my mind, I'm like, you could do it tomorrow. Like, <laughs> And they were like, I don't know what I would do all day. It's like, will you be with yourself? You hear yourself, you clear yourself, you channel, you, you get, I mean, there's so much you can do and you start to see things in a different way. You're present. There's no distractions when you're with yourself. And, and that uncomfortableness is that press is actually a really healthy thing. I think it breaks us through to simply be more and accept ourselves and love being with ourselves. So travel is huge. I do have an altar. I do meditate. I try to meditate almost every day. I, you know, oils and certain music and candles and incense, like that stuff does help me. I do pull an angel card deck pretty, pretty frequently, but those are, aren't, isn't really the essence of spirituality. They're more like supportive tools that I think can allow you to tangibly go deeper instead of just sitting silent. That's not for everybody. I journal, I journal almost every day. I just started drawing uh, I got some beautiful markers and pens and I, I've been dr- journaling, um, with pictures cool. and, and sharing. So I'm trying to reactivate, reactivate my femininity and my childlike wonder and play and curiosity and joy. 
and drawing was something I did as a little girl. So I'm bringing that back into my daily practice. I definitely, I don't go out as much. I mean, quarantine has obviously helped with that, but I just say no. I take a lot of space. I block my schedule out on my Google calendar called free time or me time. And that is a non-negotiable time as would be a business meeting or a dinner date with my husband or a workout. Me time is an actual event on my schedule. Awesome. Um, and I think really getting involved in other people's work, like reading right books and following people on social media and listening to podcasts. And I just think that like watching people go through their own spiritual journey and openly share it. I love Alexandra Rock. So Daniel Laporte, Sahara Rose is great. I love um, the Ashley Wood, I think is her name. She has the line, you like mm-hmm. Kelly Tennant. You know, there's so many amazing women that are also on the journey that are on their own stages of the journey. And, and I think it's just a really beautiful sort of virtual cheerleader sort of mentor group that I look to. Yeah. Um, and I, I just think it's, you have to prioritize it. You have to prioritize your priestess time. Yeah. So something that you and I have talked about is like having them like work more together. So it doesn't feel like we're, Oh my God, we're book launching. We're building a company. Now I'm off for four months and I'm on a retreat center. Yes. And it's like, how, like, have you found that it's more of an integrative day-to-day practice versus an on and off. <laughs> I'm trying. I mean, you know, so many, we talk about this, these women on this line, like how do we have the masculine and feminine work together when we're grinding and we're building and there's so many men in our career and we're at boardroom table, you know, like you're really good at that though, Laura, you're really good at the flow. I've had to through learning the hard way though. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm, I think I, it's like I almost like won't ever let myself go back. It just, to me, it's like clearly unsustainable. That's what 2020 was for the world to me. Yes, for sure. No, no doubt. No doubt. And I, I learned a huge hard lesson and I'm just coming off my trip from Santa Fe too. So that was a real, real reset, like on a visceral cellular Mm -hmm. soulful level. I, I recalibrated while I was out there. And I think that traditionally, yeah, like I am a go, 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 crash, go, 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 crash, go, 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 crash kind of girl. And like my crashes are usually just like a vacation where Mm -hmm. I like, you know, drink and like party (laughs) and like don't check email for a few. And then I'm back to work. And I think that what is shifting in all of us or like needs to shift and is shifting in me, I should say, is the daily micro practices and actions that need to, you need to be held accountable to. I mean, it can be a bubble bath. It can be a meditation. It can be drawing. Mm-hmm. Like you have to figure out what your anchors are and implement them. part of your daily life. Exactly. Exactly. And I just, I don't know. I have found sitting still. If I can sit still for like 20 minutes, four or five times a week, truly, I'm a different person. Mm-hmm. And people think like, oh, I don't know how to meditate. No, meditation is sitting in a fucking <laughs> position that you want to sit in and letting your mind race. That's what until, you, it stops, until it stops or not. Or not. <laughs> Most of the time not. But at least you're clearing it and slowing it down to some degree. Yeah. And I just we have a mutual friend who is like a go 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 kind of girl and I was like you just need to sit with yourself and it was like kind of a revelation for her and I really do believe that it's it's life-changing and I like to avoid it, but I make myself do it. And it makes all the difference. I love it. I love it. I love all of this. So any other lessons on your entrepreneurial path, like lows, um, where people like, 
you got people in the grind on this call, like to yes. empower them, like on how you've done it. Like, how have you gotten back up? Yeah, totally. How has Jessica talked to Jessica and said, <laughs> let's roll up these sleeves and do it again. I'm so happy you said that. <laughs> um, well, life is hard and you are not an island and it takes a village to be you and successful and shine. And uh, we have a mutual friend, Linda, and she talks about hooks, you know, mm, mm. like energetic hooks, you know, and hooks can be bad. They can be good. But I just think hooks are, you know, people who have projections, essentially. Mm. And you have to surround yourself with the highest vibrational people. And I think this is a really important point for people who are on the path of entrepreneurship and, and hustling, rocking, yep. self-development. Like, so how I did it, how I grew a seven-figure business in 18 months had Yes, a lot to do with me and my methodology and my marketing, <laughs> but also my people that implemented it. Right. And I have a really incredible, incredible staff. Mm -hmm. I have learned that leadership and hiring and management isn't something that you got taught in school. You learn, you learn it on the job. Totally. Like you don't learn how to be in a real romantic relationship in school. You learn it on the job. It's the same shit. And I had to really give myself a lot of, you know, grace around not being perfect at this Absolutely. and learning as I went. But one of the biggest lessons, and I, I really want to stamp this point for your audience, is if you are going to put yourself out there in a major way and build a, a successful business that people can see as successful, you're going to get people who want to work for you, right? You have to be really clear that the people who work for you are at your level, not your level of experience, not your level of, you know, talent even at your level of integrity and consciousness. Mm. You said something to me this earlier this year when I was going through a pretty crappy time. And you said to me, Jessica, you need to hire real women that are like you or even stronger than you. You, you need to stop hiring little girls that need saving. Mm -hmm. And that blew my mind because there's this part of me that really likes to, to be- Take care of people. Oh, girl, be the, be mother the them, yes. be the queen, be the mentor, have them look up to me, have them you know, change and evolve because shift. of my coaching. You got to fucking let all of that. No, people are not your responsibility. Yes. Your responsibility is to run your company, to do your jobs and, and ensure that they're doing their job. Mm -hmm. Period, bottom, end of story. And when you get emotionally enmeshed with your people or you hire people that are just not complete, that are not conscious, that are low vibe, that are dark, that don't have the light, that don't have that vibrational alignment. And that has taken me my whole career to figure out, to be honest. And I think that the way you really make it pop is getting the right people, not only on the right seats, but the right people on your, on your bus. Yeah. That's actually from good to great. It's one of my favorite yeah, business books. Book. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you have the right people on your bus, you could decide one day you want to go to Florida and the next day turn around and be like, nope, we're going to Minnesota, pack your parkas. But if Absolutely. you have the right fucking people on your bus, yep. you could do anything. Absolutely. And I just think that is such a critical part of success is your people. Do you have that core value ladder? Like, so for me, um, you know, we, I attract a lot of strong ex-athletes that love uh, putting, like they love their family. Like I would say if like my team at their core, they love their family. They are very mission driven and that's what keeps them going is that they're, they're, they want to be a part of something bigger that's making a difference yep. and it's in their heart. It's not as, yes, we're going to make a lot of money and yes, we're going to have a lot of fun, but their heart is in the game. Yes. Um, 
So I'm wondering if you, and, and that is a reflection of me. Like I love my family. I am mission driven. Like, do you have your core values that you go by 100%. that you run people through? We, we do. I have six core values at my company. Be relevant. Know your shit in this industry. Be bold. Step outside your comfort zone. Be kind. Don't deal with assholes. Be true. Authentic. Be in service. We do this for the greater good, not our own bottom line. And be extraordinary. Mm. Like, like self-excellence. And I thought that my core values were clear. And it's funny you say this. I, I just went through a hiring round. I hired three new people. We had 850 people apply. Whoa. That's saying something about what you've done. That's incredible. That's incredible. <laughs> Thank you. Saying something about 2020 and, and who you yeah, are. <laughs> that's the job economy for sure. But I found that my, my experience hiring this time, I asked mm. very different questions. I actually gave them some homework where they had to put together a vision board of what inspires them. And I really looked for where their souls were. Yeah. And I will, I will say this time and time again. I can teach you if you went to college and you know how to fucking read and write, I can teach you how to do anything. I can teach you a skill. I can teach you how to learn a software and and do this task. I cannot teach you ambition. Mm -hmm. I used to say that. I have a, a layer deeper to that. I cannot teach you ambition and I cannot give you character and integrity. You either have those things or you don't. And I used to look for ambition and, and values match kind of only. I don't care what skill sets you bring to the table, to be honest. If you can check the box, great. There's a lot of people who can check the box. Character and integrity are everything to me. It's my temple. It's a it, back to the priestess. That's really what I worked on. I've been working on this year for so many reasons. Like you can't enter my temple with dirty fucking feet. Yeah, that's good. You know? And I think in, in our business, what we say is like standards, like, and, and if you don't, it's hard. It, you have to say the standards up front. And then if people, then people know what to expect yes. rather than go back with the standards. So yes. it's like, we set these standards. This is what it is. No problem if you can't meet it, but, but it's high. The bar is set high and I don't need everyone. I don't want to work with everyone. No. So don't. I love that you've made that shift and it's going to, it'll be really cool to see like your business double, if not triple in size when you, when that really starts to manifest in each of your new people. Yes. And you know, you can so see good. it with Alexa, Alicia, like your core crew. Uh-huh. My rider oh. dies. So cool. Um, anything else that you've learned in your entrepreneurship journey that you feel is relevant for this audience that are in it, hustling? Oh my gosh. Take care of your body. Should... Take care of yourself. Eat, eat well. Drink a lot of water. Don't drink a lot of alcohol. Sleep <laughs> as much as you can. Work out. Keep yourself in shape. See a therapist, grab a mentor, <laughs> fucking see healers to care your mind. Like life is yes. like it's we just talked yes. about your your actual staff. You need a staff. You need an emotional support staff. I talk about that in my yes, book, actually. I love that. You really need it's hard to to run it all. And lo- like it's lonely. It can be lonely at the top. Someone just said that to me today. And I was like, fuck yeah, it can be. And I just think we deprioritize our own well-being and you have to take care of yourself first. And it's seek to grow the, I had this revelation a few years ago when Simply Be was really taking off. Your business will only grow to the extent of which you grow as a person. That's hard. And it's hard work. And we hit those, when we hit that upper limit, as I call it, or just that, that next breakthrough, what have you done to crack yourself open to, I call it expanding your container, container crushing? I ask for help. I, okay. I, I actually have a mentor. I have coaches, but I just brought on uh, one of my mentors and I hired him as a coach to tell me the truth. 
to kick my ass. I love that. To really step me up and push me outside of my comfort zone. And I've had a couple sessions with him in just the last few months. And the things that he has told me have been sort of shattering in a way to like what I thought I needed to do or what I wanted to do. And I just think we're not, if you really want to up level, you have to stretch yourself so far outside of your comfort so zone and like take feedback. Feedback will change your life. It's, it's kind of, gold. how do you take it without taking it personally? Oh, it's so hard. It's so <laughs> fucking hard. But I, I just, I feel like if you have the right people in your life. So one of my favorite books is called radical candor. Mm. And I actually have the author Kim Scott coming on my show. Awesome. It's crazy because that book changed my life. So if you're listening and you're, and you lead people in any way, read the book, radical candor. And it's really the essence of that book is the intersection of radical candor is direct challenging and caring deeply. Mm. That's beautiful. I would hope I would do that for people. I, I, that's really beautiful. I'm going to use it? that. It kind of changed my life. Being like direct compassion. Absolutely. So when my business coach tells me that I can't do all of the things that I want to do, like you need to put your, your masterminds and your retreats and your vision for this and that to the side so that you can well oil this. I don't want to fucking hear that. You know, I'm like, but I want to do it all. I know. I'm like, and I'm like, no, Jess, we're going to Bali. I want to do it all in, in one year. Like, honestly, I want to build a house in Palm Springs and host retreats. And I want to launch this course. And I want to do That's the divine feminine business. Laura, Rome wasn't built in a day. Absolutely. Breathe. It's so annoying, <laughs> but it's true, you know? And like, I think we just all have blind spots. We just have, all of us have shadow and you've got to be willing to sh have other people shine light on your shadow so you can own it and you can claim it and you can integrate it and then you can grow from it. I love that. What's been the biggest ego ownership shadow that you've loved oh and God. rocked and owned oh. to have the biggest like business breakthrough? I would say or life breakthrough, which are one of the same. Um, one of, so when I, I've, like I said, I've been on this journey for a while and I love my coaches and healers. And when I left cheeky Chicago to launch simply be, I had a very incredible coach. Her name was Kirsten. She sadly passed away. Oh, um, yeah, awful. she's my angel now though. So she's out there. Wow. Um, and her, her work really transformed my life. And I, so I just left this magazine where I was face and founder and I was a Chicago it girl and everyone knew my name and I was going to go do this thing now on my own. And I had all this money and I was like, you know, and she sat me down. She's like, what are the values of your company? Mm. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you're operating completely out of your ego. You are in zero integrity. It's all about reaction, not proactivity. You are not being in service to anyone but yourself. And if you really want to build a business with integrity, you've, you've got to check your ego at the door. And she really, really kept shining that mirror back to me in all of our sessions. Like, is this coming from fear? Is this coming from love? Is this coming from the need to be seen? Is this coming from the need to serve? Mm, I love those questions. Yeah. The need to be seen or the need to serve. That's it's, so easy. It's so easy. It's so easy, but so hard because we can get caught because our ego wants to pretend we're serving. Percent. And I, to be honest, I still struggle with that. Yeah. Like I still, of course I do. Like I still would love to be seen and I want- You're also in personal branding. Yeah. So that's probably a really hard fine line that you get to watch and teach. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just think we have to be willing to hear it. Mm -hmm. I think that's really been one of the biggest catalysts of my growth. Your business will grow to the extent of which you grow. And I believe that we grow 
by taking feedback from people who care about us. Yeah. So I think what you do, which what simply be does can strongly benefit this audience. Like I'm, this is not like (laughs) pitching. I don't like pitching people. Like I just like promoting things that actually make a difference. And I think this audience can very much benefit from what you do, no matter who they are. We have entrepreneurs, we have people running startup companies, we have bloggers. Okay. So you teach personal branding. I do. Okay. So break it down for us. Like break it down why it is so important. Even like for my dad, for instance, like seriously, I I know that sounds crazy, but like for what he could potentially want to do next or anyone on the line oh, so without, because people will say so narcissistic or it's so egotistical, or I don't even understand it or social media ugh, or like the, you know what? I, people have their judgments about it. Oh yeah. So you can break down the judgments as well. hundred percent. I've bought into some projections of the judgment about it and it's affected my, my, me before. So I would love to you just discuss it. Well, I just wrote a book all about this, Laura, <laughs> so we could totally talk about it. And you, all of this <laughs> and the workbook is in her book. So this is a really important book for this audience. So I want to zoom up okay. and then I want to zoom back down. Okay. I like to say that a lot. So let's zoom up and really talk more broadly about the space of personal branding. And okay. we're going to demystify and debunk a couple myths around it. Then we're going to dive in and talk about how people can build their brands the right way. So there is this wide perception that it is an act of vanity and it is an act of self-promotion. And I think that there are a lot of people that give that a good reason. There's a lot of people out there that are doing it wrong, Mm. that are coming to the Internet to to self-promote. And here's the biggest secret about building a personal brand. Nobody cares about your brand. Mm. Nobody gives a flying fuck about your brand. The only person that cares is you. What do other people care about? Themselves. And what you can provide for them. And what they can, exactly. What they come to social media, they come to a business, they come to an event, they come to a panel because they want to seek something for their own betterment of their lives, their bodies, their relationships, their careers, their families, their homes, their ambitions, whatever it is. So when you architect a brand that is of service to people, then you're doing it right. When you go to your fucking phone and you create any piece of content, Ask yourself, what is the other person on the other side of their phone going to take from this? Mm. How is it going to improve their lives? That's if, if your piece of content doesn't do that in any shape or form, don't post it. Don't, no one cares what you had for breakfast. No one cares if you got in a fight with your husband. Nobody cares that you're upset about COVID. So is everybody. Like, <laughs> seriously, like add value, yeah. not noise. And I think that people are just trying to make noise right now because it's so noisy and they want to get seen and they want to grow and everyone else is doing it. And so they think that that's what they should be doing. And there's people that are far more successful and crushing it on Instagram. And we all have imposter syndrome. It's like, it's just, you got to fucking block all of that out. Get focused on what you are here to do, who you are here to serve, what makes you different and just go do that. You don't need to reach millions of people anymore to make millions of dollars. You just don't. The world has changed. And so that's the period end of story. Secondly, I think that people have imposter syndrome around this because they feel like they are not worthy. My book is called Be, a no bullshit guide to increasing your self-worth and your net worth by simply being yourself. So it can absolutely manifest money and wealth and success by building a brand, but you first have to believe in yourself and that you are worthy of sharing who you are with the world and that what you have to say matters. And so when you project on a personal branding, like, oh, that's for those people, that's just you playing small. Mm -hmm. 
that's that's um, if you were really to look at the core trigger of the projection, it's you feeling like you're not worthy of of being as bright and as sparkly and as seen. And maybe being sparkly and seen isn't really the goal, but you do want to grow. You do want to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And at, like it or not, it's 2020, all the things aside, it's fucking 2020, soon to be 2021, and everyone's online. And so you might be the best person at the job, but if you don't show up, if people don't know you fucking exist, somebody else who's not as good as you is going to get the job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's for entrepreneurs, it's for consultants, it's for our solopreneurs. Like, Put yourself out there in a way that is meaningful to attract the right client isn't vanity. It's strategy. It's business. It just makes sense. Secondly, thirdly, I don't know even what I'm on. I just Three. have such a strong yeah. opinion. <laughs> thirdly, to your dad's point, I love that you brought that up, mm-hmm. is you're never, if you work for someone else or maybe you run your own company. I mean, we've, we've had different iterations as entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I'm not always going to be cheeky Jessica. I might not always be simply be Jessica. I'm always going to be Jessica. I'm always going to be Jessica wherever I go. You might have a corporate gig and work for the man and you want to rise up in your career and go mm-hmm. from one company to the next. Great. You're not going to have that job title for more than two, three, four, seven years. You're always going to be you. So building your brand is building the asset of you. It's putting equity into your name and into your reputation. That is your asset. You own that. You can take that with you wherever the heck you want to go. It's exactly what happened to me when I left this very seemingly successful magazine of seven years and was able to launch a company overnight. Granted, I was running it for my ego at the beginning, but overnight because people believed in the asset of Jessica. Mm. They didn't need cheeky. Mm -hmm. You're following your journey. Exactly. And so I just think that people have such stigmas around it for all the wrong reasons. And I just, whenever I see someone putting themselves out there with clarity, with service, with passion, with a message that I might not resonate with, but it's clear and they are being authentically them and attracting their right tribe. I am like fucking snaps, go 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 girl, go guy. Like it inspires me so much. And it's really about taking ourselves out of the comparison game. And the FOMO game and just focusing on our own lane, staying in the lane, staying in service, staying consistent. And that's how you grow. It's how you grow it all. I love that. And one thing that you will be hopefully in your book, and I know you said it's like more of a workbook where you can pull things out and you can journal. Yep. So you really help people establish their brand. Like for me, we came to four quadrants and then like the mm-hmm. middle was I'm with you, which hologram. I loved. Like when we got, yeah, we called the hologram. I know you've patented this. It's, it's your thing and it's should be patented because it's genius. Thank you. So what, how can we break down the hologram really quickly for people? Because I think this is an exercise they can do tonight. A hundred percent. Yeah. Right now this morning, I, right listening. I talk about this all the time. <laughs> this is my favorite thing to teach people. And it's so fun and it's so and easy. It's, fun. it's like a little journaling uh-huh. practice, but it's profound. It can, it can absolutely change your life if I may be so bold. <laughs> so as a personal brand, if you want to be seen as an expert, an authority, a thought leader, you can't talk about whatever you want anymore. You can't just come on the internet and talk about a different topic every other day. You're going to be an expert in nothing. No one's going to have anything to cling to or remember you for. Consistency is actually, let me say this. There used to be an old adage, content is king. You're familiar with that marketing term? I believe that's bullshit. I say this in my book that no longer stands. It's too noisy to just go out there and make a bunch Mm. of content. Clarity is king. Consistency is queen. Love that. So clarifying your message is 
the number one step you need to take before you go and you create any kind of action. And, and ideally, you're consistent with those actions. You're publishing a podcast. You're doing a blog. You're sending out a weekly email. You're hosting events. You're showing up every week and every day on Instagram, whatever yeah. that is. But you got to zoom up and talk and think about the clarified message first. And this is where the hologram comes in. So what it is, it's a framework. It's a tool that you're absolutely right. It's proprietary. I trademarked that shit. So no one could take it. No, but you could take it. But just, you know, give me some credit. So, <laughs> so um, the it's a circle in the middle and four quadrants and essentially four boxes. And essentially what I'm what I'm going to ask you to do is to think about in the center is your headline. What is the thing, the statement? the word, the feeling, the question, the, the experience that you want people to think of when they hear your name. Mm. And it has to be succinct. It's your slogan. So I always compare it to Nike. Like we all know Nike slogan, just do it. And it, it doesn't even talk about shoes. It's like, it's like an ethos, right? So what is that for you? And if, and it's really hard to do. And that sometimes can be your business name. For me, it's Simply, simply be. be. So also a statement, a word, a feeling. I want people to associate me with that immediately. But if you can hone in on just that, that's super empowering. And then it can show up and live in all of different places and things. It can be on your business card. It can be in your signature. It can be in your LinkedIn headline. It can be a program that you could coin and make it your own So signature. how can someone like my mom like come up with this? Like how do you, yeah. I think it's a really, it's a really- Do you do the four first and then the middle one or the, the middle, middle one first? The middle one is typically the hardest. Okay. So I, I'm, I want to start with the headline since it really does sit at the center of the okay. hologram. But in all honesty, it's the trickiest part and it's where we end up last. So go through the whole experience. Some okay. people will know it right away. Some people will come to find it through okay. this exploration. And then the four boxes, I call them the four brand pillars. And these are the four- areas of your life, of your business, of your message that you can talk about endlessly, mm. that you can go super deep on. If someone were to say, Laura, you can't talk about anything else but four things mm -hmm. for the rest of your life. What are, what, what are the things you know the most about? Yeah. What are the things you care the most about? And what's more, what makes your perspective on wellness, women empowerment unique to you? Mm. And start to articulate that and you name that. And then inside those four pillars, once you decide what they are, are what we call your unique insights. Because you and I are about women empowerment. Yeah. We talked about it at the very beginning of this episode. Your, your version of women empowerment, while we're similar, we're different, different yeah, people. Totally. So naming that and articulating that becomes your brand message. And so if you just got your four pillars down and your headline, you'd, you'd be winning. And from those four pillars is where you start to create all of your content online from you show up based on those pillars. So if it doesn't fall into your pillars, it's not what you want to be known for. It's going to muddle the messaging. So you've got to stick to your lanes and stay super consistent with them. Mm -hmm. And I like to say, make it a mix of your personal and your professional passion. So mine is personal branding, women leadership, um, travel and spirituality. Now, my husband is a huge part of my life. You sometimes see him on my stories, but I don't talk about Brian like all the time at all. I have a lot of autoimmune issues and holistic stuff that I'm into. Like I, you know that about me because we're friends, but I don't really talk yeah. about that stuff very openly. Um, someone was like, someone, you know, would consider me stylish, I guess. Yeah. I don't really talk about clothes. I don't promote brands. Like that's not, I'm not positioning myself as any of those things. I right. could talk about them. I, I do care about them. 
but they're not what I want people to know me for. It's not what I want people to attach to publicly, but I don't feel like I'm sacrificing any authenticity because personal branding and women leadership is my passion, but I'm very spiritual on that. It's a huge part of my message. And energy and travel, like it, it expresses itself too in, in my, in my content and my, my platform. And so I would just ask yourself, what are those four things? And the way that you can get the unique insights, I would challenge your audience with some homework. And this is also in my book, but I love this exercise. It's so inspiring. It actually has changed people's lives. So I want you to identify three to five people in your life that you know the best Ideally, they're a mix of personal and professional relationships. And I want you to ask them all the same exact question, which is what is my unique intrinsic value? Just be like, hey, I'm doing a fun little personal development exercise. Would love if you could, you know, give me these answers. Have them send it back to you in written form. So an email or a text. And it's supposed to be vague. The question is supposed to be broad and esoteric, but people really, it probes people to think deeply about it. And essentially you get back all of these reflections mm-hmm. about what makes you amazing and why you're the person that can only do the thing you do the way you do it. And it's so hard for us to say this about ourselves. We're, we're like a modest species, like, totally. right. And when people really own their greatness, we're like, Oh, they're fucking arrogant. Well, no, this is about being confident and owning your gifts. And sometimes we need a little help. We can't always do it ourselves. So ask your peeps to, to help you along the way. And what I love is the exercise usually shows consistencies, like some synonyms and cohesive language that's like, oh my God, like everyone sort of sees me in this way. Like I am really generous. Like Mm. I do really, you know, go the extra mile every time or I, I am a good listener. Like that is a part of what makes me really great at my job. You know, there's all of these nuances that you can glean from this homework that go into your hologram in mm. your um, p- under your pillars that like can flesh out your unique insights. I love that. And then you take this and you guys in her book, this is going to walk you through this whole journey, but you take it and you put it into a content strategy, whether that's blogging, yep. long form blogging, podcasting, yep. Instagram. It informs fa- everything. It informs everything. And it's not just posting those four things every single day. It, there's a strategy to oh, it. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So it's really kind of when it, when it, where it gets really good is there's a couple tools in there that I've also trademarked. One is called the supernova and Mm -hmm. it's this intersection of all of your pillars. So if you were to, I can only talk about, you know, women leadership in so much, but if I, you know, combine women leadership with spirituality, then I can, right. Where they overlap. Yeah. That's the supernova where we literally teach you how to explode like a supernova star into all of these fresh ideas for your content. Mm-hmm. And that's like, chap- that's the chapter after the hologram. So cool. So what else do we want to know about your book? Well, it comes out February 16th, 2021. And you said we can get it now though. You can, yeah, you can actually go pre-order it on Amazon. It's okay. available. I have to update my author page and like make my Amazon page look a lot sexier according to my, my publisher and my author friends. But <laughs> technically you can pre-order it. Okay. Let's support her. We're going to show up for her. Oh yes. my gosh, please yes. do. That'd be awesome. I mean, it's, it'll hit your house or whatever to, in February, but I would love for anyone to go pre-order the book. It really does. It's, I have to own it. I really believe that no other book out there walks you through exactly how to do this stuff. Mm -hmm. It gives you the, the, the expert details and strategies and insights. 
but it's not just a business book. It's a personal empowerment book. Totally. And it really gives That's what you, you guys do. Yeah. And it's it talks about self-worth and it talks about my rock bottoms. It's kind of got a memoir-esque element to it where you really kind of learn how I went from no self-worth to self-worth to net worth and my darkest days as an entrepreneur and really how I had to own all of my flaws and mistakes and shadows in tandem with my light and my gifts to architect a truly authentic personal brand and then utilize it to build a platform towards success. And I, I literally teach you exactly how to do it for yourself. So exactly. Cool. So important for this audience. I think it could help every single person, period. You know, it's a, it's a tool. It's just not just a book. I mean, it's going to be an amazing book, but it's, it's a tool. And yes, I think it it's, it's super important. So 2020 has been crazy and you made a clear choice early on. We're growing. Yes. You know, like oh, yeah. we're not firing people. We are, we are going to grow and we are going to expand. Like how, where, how did you make that choice? How can you empower people from this point moving forward to make 2020 work for them? No matter. And I get it. It's crazy. Like people are losing jobs like crazy, but how can they pivot using what you've taught for so long? Like what could we be doing right now to even just set ourselves up for what could come in 2021 or like to, to start to have our personal brand building on the side even. Yeah, totally. So I'm going to speak some woo woo shit right now. Um, <laughs> because I, I can, we can talk pivoting and innovation and, you know, like going digital and virtual. And I think I'd rather share honestly, what was the true shift yeah. shift for me choice. and choice choice. So there's a amazing spiritual woman out there named Elizabeth April. Yeah. Are you familiar with her? So I had never heard of her. And then Megan, our friend Megan had sent me one of her videos. She's out there. She's <laughs> really out there, but so am I. And I was like so excited to find this chick. And she's been on my podcast too. Mm -hmm. She's wonderful. And she did this video in March. Okay. It was the very beginning of the pandemic. And there was all of this kind of pandemonium, obviously at the very beginning. And she shared a 17-minute video on the Palladians. And I was like, click. I was like, I want to watch that. And she said something. And I think it was a message that she channeled from the Palladians. And she said, there's a static of fear. So think about when your TV isn't working. There's like a static. Like, yeah. You know, you can't really, really hear it. It's not super loud, but it's there. It's a static of fear in the world. I can feel it. Absolutely. Especially in Chicago. Exactly. It's, it's palpable. It's yeah. dense. And she had channeled and communicated that those that are able to click up and out of the static are going to be the ones that are going to manifest so much right now. Mm. And I, I just remember, I have the chills, I remember her saying that. And I let that hit my heart and my soul and my mind, and my body. And I was like, you're going you're gonna to click up and you're going to click out. You're not going to stick in the, you're not going to stick in the static. Just by choice. By choice. And I, yes, I hustled and I had to work really hard. And, you know, I was, I was very, very clear. I wasn't going to furlough anyone. I wasn't going to let anyone go. I was going to keep my business afloat. And I actually would meditate in the mornings for those first few months where I would literally sit in front of my altar and I would visualize simply be my whole company. I'd picture every single person in it inside of like a crystal kind of diamond bubble floating up against oh, above the earth and floating through the sky, looking down on the planet, just protected in this glass bubble of light. And I said that to my team every day, like we are going to be of the light. We are going to be the exception to the rule. I said that every day. I showed up with leadership and a vision and a direction. And whether I believed it or not, I was saying it. I was aligning as much as I could to that choice. And I think that 2020 
isn't going to, they say it's only going to get worse. Who the fuck knows? And who knows what 2021 will bring. But I, I think that it's more about mindset. It's more about alignment. It's more about energy. It's, it's literally cutting away any negative, low vibrational messaging, people, fear-based shit, get rid of it and just stay focused on being of service and belief. And you, I mean, my business grew 40% year to date. It's insane. Amazing. We just ran the numbers. I was like, huh? You know, cause I've just been working so hard and that's another kind of shadow side to me is even though I can be of the light, that's why I got burnt out. That's why I had to go to Santa Fe. Cause I just, you know, ran myself so that I could stay up above the earth and we have, but I'm doing it differently again. This is real time stuff. We're never fully cooked as yeah. spiritual awakened people. And yeah, I just, I think that it's a choice. And so when you are looking around your world and the world, pay attention to what's in the static of fear and choose to click up and click out. Make it the choice. Make it a conscious choice. Maybe it's just something you say to yourself. Maybe it's just you physically turning something off. Maybe it's you sitting, meditating, and visualizing each morning like I did. doesn't matter, but I just think it's choice. It's alignment. It's not woo. It's science. Works. I'm with you. It's it's <laughs> yes, that's it. Like, cause I, I think everything comes after the choice. The choice is the hardest part. Yeah. Choice. I'm gonna live above it. Yes. That's it. My last podcast was about flow, living in the flow. It's the same thing, clicking up, getting like it's so easy to buy into the conversations because we want to be loved, accepted, a part of the noise. And it's just it's not gonna work. No, it's not, not if we're gonna be innovators, creators, co-creators no. in no. So what are you most proud of yourself for? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um I'm, I'm really proud of my heart. Mm. I, I'm not perfect. Um, and I feel like, you know, people misinterpret me pretty mm. easily. Um, but I know no matter what I, I come from love and I operate with love in everything I do, even if people are going to shit on it mm -hmm. or judge it. Um, I know my own truth. And that is love. And I really feel like my deep, intuitive, deeply feeling heart is my gift. It's mm. my superpower. And I wouldn't change that for anything. What's one piece of advice you would give to your younger self? You're going to be fabulous. <laughs> just chill the fuck down. <laughs> like You're, you're going to be like, girl, just you wait. Just you wait. Just calm down and love up on yourself and relax. Screw the haters and bad boyfriends and the parents at times who were not so nice to you because you are going to, you're going to win. I love that advice. What's your vision for the future? Such a good question. I think my, my vision for the future is that we live as fully authentic, fully awakened, conscious humans that step forward to create an, a brand new earth that is filled with light and that we really do rewrite the paradigm. I think it's such an incredible time to be alive right now because so many people are awakening, awakening and we're not in our 80s. <laughs> we got time. We got some real time to make a generational shift that will hopefully impact the next generation. That is a world that's full of equality and acceptance and, and peace and love and community. I just, 
I believe in all of those things. And I don't think that it's out of reach. I think we change the world one person at a time. And we all reach people. What does it mean to you to live a fully activated life? To wake up every morning and feel connected to my body, to feel healthy and strong in my own skin, and to live my purpose without apology. Mm. Beautiful. Is there anything else that you want to share? Just that I fucking love you so much. (laughs) much. I'm like looking at you like (laughs) you're saying all these things about your heart and I'm just feeling it. I'm like, I can't believe I have gotten to be your friend. Like one of the The greatest gifts of moving here is this, this new group of people that I've met. And I'm in my thirties. Like you can reinvent, recreate, meet like new people all the time and is we just have to be willing to evolve and grow and take risks and simply be ourselves. Amen. You're an amazing interviewer. I'm oh, a, really? oh, well, I forgot that we were even in an interview. This is just so <laughs> us just chatting. And despite the lights and the microphone, I'm just like, you just ask such beautiful questions and you really inspired me to dig deep. And, and this is all in service to your audience to mm-hmm. add value. I see you, girl, shining your light, building your platform and being such a leader in the new earth that we're creating together. And I just, I'm just so in awe of you and I'm so honored to have been on your show. Thank you. I love you, girl. I love you too. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please share this episode and DM us. We'd love to interact with you about all you learn and create from this. If you love this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe to get real-time updates when all new episodes go live. And if you can, please leave us a review. It will help us grow our community and our message to support more leaders on their growth journey. If you want to continue to hang out with me, follow me on Instagram at Laura E. Holloway and subscribe to my weekly newsletter at lauraeholloway.com for weekly downloads, blogs, upcoming workshops, events, and more. Stay aligned and make your move. I'll see you next week.